Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast with Alex Kirby, where entrepreneurs and small businesses come to stretch themselves and grow their company. From interviews to in-depth discussions, you'll learn how to market effectively, increase profits, and become the leader your company needs you to be. Now, let's get down to business. What's up, everybody? Xander Kirby here, Down to Business Podcast. If you're here, you either found us on purpose or by accident. Either way, we're happy you're here. Uh, this is my friend, David Waldy. He is the founder, CEO of Fierce Empathy Solutions, uh, life and business consulting. Is that fair to say? Sure. It's a, I always You always make up new things that I do, and I love What's it. A, I could <laughs> say you're a black belt. <laughs> Funny joke. Actually, not even a joke. Funny story. Mm-hmm. My wife's father is a like sixth degree black belt, Dang. and I'm about to make fun of him because he listens to the show, I think, sometimes because he, he drives a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I've ever told you this, Brian, but here we are. When I was first married to her or like right before we got married, Mm -hmm. he was really big into karate. He had a studio at one time and all this stuff. Well, they, he and his friends made up a hall of fame. Nice. So like, yeah. Have you heard this? Me talk about this, Chris? So like there was not like in baseball, there's Cooperstown and NFL. There's, I can't know what, I can't in Ohio. They have theirs, right? So there was like a South Carolina Karate Hall of Fame that they sort of made up. So, But my wife presented it like, hey, we're going to my dad's Hall of Fame induction, right? I'm like, man, this is so cool. We go to a karate studio with 30 people. Oh, you're going to say we go to a Carabas. No, karate studio. <laughs> I wish. Carabas would have been better. I promise you that. Um, love you, Brian. Uh, <laughs> about 35 people there. And mm-hmm. for the next three hours, they just share stories about each other kicking each other's butts, <laughs> and they give each other a certificate, and they're in the South, whatever they call it, a Hall of Fame. Come on. So I love it. It was interesting. That's how you get to the top. It was terrible. Just make your own. Uh, yeah, just make your own. So <laughs> going with that, uh, I was talking, I was about to say this is, we're going to be talking about burnout on this episode. We're going to be talking about, you know, I don't like the work-life balance. I don't really think that's a thing, but yeah. capacity. And mm-hmm. burnout. And I think capacity is a good word. <clears throat> I was going to say and challenge, like, I'm not, I'm such a passionate, driven person. Yeah. There's been very few, like, on, I can count what, on my Just so you hand. know, what you're about to say is going to have everybody wanting to reach through the screen and, like, okay. punch you in the That's face okay. because they're mad I'm about it. I'm just trying to be honest. <laughs> and I appreciate it. I, <laughs> it's just <like>, not normal. <laughs> I, I haven't, I don't know if I've felt burnout before, yeah. like, true burnout. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't wake up. Yeah. I'm not going to go to work today. I'm calling out for three days because I can't even mm-hmm. imagine doing this another moment. Yeah. I've never really experienced that. Have I been exhausted? Sure. Have I been tired from like when I was a youth pastor, uh, all nighter? Yes. <laughs> or, you know, a terrible situation with a kid and their parents who's yeah. got a, a student caught their parents cheating for sure. Yeah. Uh, now in business, you know, cash flow issues, mm-hmm. employee issues. Um, we thankfully at tri- in my landscaping business, we've never had an accident other than like a few stitches. We just had one last week, actually. So praise God for that. But I've never really felt that. I mean, I'm yeah. today, and the reason why it's fresh in my mind, like I was on vacation for two weeks pre- previous previous to this week, and now I'm back and I'm really exhausted. Like I'm really sleepy. Like not even tired, but like sleepy. Yeah. And so it kind of made me feel like am I feeling burnout? But I don't think that's it. But I know a lot of people struggle with it, and. Yeah. The one thing I was going to say, you know, you're joking about people going through the screen is- Like you've never dealt with burnout? What the heck? Uh, not, I don't know. Maybe I have. So one thing I was going to propose is mm-hmm. maybe I have and I didn't know it. Mm. Maybe I was, you know, did you know in your gas tank when it says you're on empty, they actually have, a, you have an extra gallon? Mm-hmm. 
I did know that actually. Okay, so you, it says you're empty. <laughs> I've pushed that limit many and times. They give you an extra gallon to try to get to the to the thing, but yep. maybe I'm on empty and I'm just on those fumes that get you there, and and I'm going to crash and I stop right before I crash. I don't know. This is kind of your field of expertise. I feel like. Um, but I know a lot of listeners yeah. deal with burnout right. and they deal with, cause I'm not, a, I've, I've thankfully never really dealt with depression and stuff like that. So I know those two factors together on oh my physical exhaustion yeah. and, and mental and emotional exhaustion. This is a business owner. I think this is one of the scariest places to be. Mm-hmm. I really mean that because imagining myself not being able to stay like stand in front of the day and say, I'm going to go, take this mountain and be the leader I need to be and not literally being able to get there mentally or physically. Mm -hmm. What a paralyzing reality. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of listeners that have been there. What? So it's a two part question for this episode. Mm -hmm. What do you do if you're getting close to, and you're starting to feel the beginning effects of that? Yeah. How do you stop it from happening? Mm -hmm. Or if you are in that position, you're already in burnout mode. Yeah. How do you get out of it? So how do you prevent it from, Obviously, if you're every day thriving right now, mm-hmm. it, we don't need to talk to you about that right now. Right. Um, but if there's, I think there's a lot of people who are on the verge of burnout all the time, and right. they might drink enough water to get away from danger zone, but then yeah. they whoosh, back yeah. and forth, back and forth. Um, yeah. What do you say to that? I have no clue because there's, I don't know. It's a really good question, and I think have you have you been burned out before? Oh my goodness, yes, I you have. have. Yeah. Tell I me was. the story. The worst so this burnout was, you've ever had. Worst burnout I ever had. This was about four, four or five years ago. I was working consistently 70, 80 hours a week. I was on the road outside sales. So that's 12 hour days, six days a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was, uh, no, it was not six days a week. It was about 15 hour days, five days a week. And then I would work some on the weekends. And I mean, I would leave my house at 5.30 in the morning. A, yeah, it's a six would, to nine day. I would get home at six. I wow. would spend a couple hours and I would work until midnight. Wow. And so it was... A brutal season. Um, I just realized I work 15-hour days sometimes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but we're going to talk about capacity, right, as okay, well. I know that's yes. going to be a part of the conversation because yes, everyone has different capacity. And one thing that we don't do when we're talking about burnout is recognizing that different people in different jobs and different roles have different levels of capacity because you're talking about your physical capacity. If you go work a physical 15-hour day, it's very different yes, than working different. in a different role in a different job That's working a, a 15-hour day. Yeah, let's use Tom Brady as a real quick example. Okay. That dude's 43 years old, and he he's in, like, he's in, he's in amazing shape. Yeah. That is not normal. Like, there's been two people, three, mm-hmm. Brett Favre, Jeff Garcia, if you remember Jeff Garcia, mm-hmm. he played, like, for 18 NFL teams. Yeah. And then Tom Brady, I know I'm missing one other quarterback, like, a, like mm-hmm. Joe Montana or somebody. Right. But, like, that – out of the best athletes in the world, four quarterbacks of all time mm-hmm. have been able to do this over like 18, 20 years. Yep. So like, let's just, I didn't mean to interrupt your flow, no, but good. I just randomly yeah. thought that's a great example for people to build off what you're about to say is mm-hmm. it, it's not normal. Yeah. It's don't even consider it. Like don't even try to strive for it. If you're that person, <laughs> you'll figure it out one day. Like Tom Brady is realizing yeah. Oh, I can still be the best quarterback in the NFL. 43. The dude's almost a social security age. I mean, goodness gracious. <laughs> it's nuts. Anyways, so continue. what's interesting, too, about capacity, and like specifically you talk about Brady and, and um, people like him, is that you have to answer the question for yourself, um, you know, what, what do you really want out of life, mm. right? Are you okay, like truly okay, with creating what many would consider a normal life? 
Mm. Because I'm not here to judge that. I'm not here to tell you that's not enough. I'm not here to tell you that that's not okay. I have conversations with people all the time that their genuine dream is to get to a point where they're out of debt, Mm. they can sell it all, they can live on the road, for three grand a month, they can travel around, live at you know national parks in an mm-hmm. RV or what. Like mm-hmm. that's that's what they want. <laughs> Sounds awesome, right? Yes, but it doesn't sound awesome to some people. Some people it doesn't. Sounds. We terrible. were talking about this in the last episode about how success is defined differently by every person. But if we're looking at burnout and we're looking at capacity, you know that if you ask one of your guys and said, "Hey, man, like I need you out doing physical manual labor fifteen hours a day." The body can only take so much. Yeah. But the reason that we often overlook burnout is because of how we define hard work. Have you ever thought about how we define hard work? I just, when you said that, I just triggered in me that I don't know if I've ever thought about the mental exhaustion conversation over physical. Like, so how would you, how would you define hard work, Alex? Xander. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Alex Xander. Yeah. Thanks, mom and dad. Um, How would I define hard work? Yeah. Define it for me. That's a great question. That's like Matt Walsh's new question, what is a woman? Mm-hmm. Um, how would I define hard work? I would define hard work as going above and beyond the normal status of a everyday movements, decisions, and interactions. Okay. So what's normal? Here, we're doing the Y game, and you're going to crush me. Um, <laughs> normal is what I think most people would associate normal with the 40-hour work week. Okay. Where did that 40-hour work week come from? uh, That came from the government saying that overtime is over 40 hours. Okay. I would guess. Why 40? Why not 20? Why not 60? That's a great question. Do you know? No, but the answer, I think, what you're getting at is you get to define whatever that is for yourself. The fascinating thing about hard work is that most often it is categorized by levels of exhaustion, Oh, right. Like working Levels, so many hours. The certain amount of hours. Yeah. And it becomes this thing, kind of like we were talking about in the last episode about comparison, is that we can look at someone and what we're doing is we're creating this judgment in our minds. Like, I feel better because I stayed longer. Yeah. I showed up early or I put in more hours. You hear that all the time again, but going back to quarterbacks right now, it's training camp, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not a Panthers fan, but um, we're close to them. They drafted... For listeners, they drafted a guy in the fourth round named mm-hmm. Matt Corral, right? Yesterday, he was shown showing up first to practice and left last. Mm-hmm. He's third string. Mm-hmm. So does that make him some role model because he showed up 20 minutes before everybody else and stretched a little longer? Like, that's your point. Like, mm-hmm. um, I remember when I, I played baseball in college, and um, I remember a phrase that started getting popular when I was in college, which was 2010 to 2015, 20. Yeah, was work smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. So like that's when I started asking myself, just because it took double the time, Mm -hmm. Chris, we watched the video on this, if you remember this. Um, If I did something in half the time, did that mean I didn't work as hard? Mm. But the the result was either equal to or even better than the guy it took twice as long. Do you want to hear the biggest lie perpetrated on Western civilization? Uh, Yeah. Salaries. Salaries. And here's why. Hey y'all, we want to take a quick second to thank today's show sponsor, Cycle CPA. I know you guys have heard me talk about Cycle CPA, but they truly are a transformational service for your business. Whether you're in the green industry or service-based company, they help bring a business mindset to your accounting. And for a limited time, if you guys use our code in the show notes or our Instagram links, 
you can save $200 off your first month. Cycle CPA's main focus is bookkeeping and helping you understand where your money's going, what the numbers tell you, and where that can take your company to the next level. So if you're looking for a bookkeeper, virtual bookkeeper like Cycle CPA, you guys sign up today, tell them we sent you, and have a great experience with a great company. Okay. I see. I think hourly is the worst way to get paid. Well, salary or hourly, and They're here's terrible. why. Here's why. And a lot of you need to consider well, this salary, as a business owner. Oh, salary plus bonus is actually pretty. well. You're, you're, you you have it figured out. Okay. Most people don't. Okay, so okay. simmer down here. Okay. Salary and hourly. The reason it's one of the biggest lies perpetrated in, in the workforce is that you Buying are time. you're having an individual come in and they're you know if you're a business owner, and they're agreeing to work for you for X dollars per hour or, or salary. Even if it's not hourly, it's a salary, right? And That's what happens is, is that over the course of a series of months, your hope and expectation is that they get better at their job. They get faster at their job. They're more efficient, they're more effectual, they're better communicators, they have a better understanding, they stand for your core values, they start leading people, they start you know, caring forward. And, and so what maybe took them eight hours when they first started, they can now do in two. But what happens in businesses is you have to work the full eight hours. And we know this. So what does the average employee do when they're working for a company they've been with for 10, 15, 20 years, and they know the job like the back of their hand, they can come in and knock it out in two hours, but they got to be there for and they, eight. And they know that the only compensation adjustment they'll get is the annual 3%. I'm going to get my 3%. Yeah. Because so the answer to that is... Base plus is my favorite way to pay. Exactly. Them. Base okay. plus is fantastic. Base plus is, I've been telling Chris and I this for years, right? Yeah. Um, but the problem is the government mm. limits that by their them <laughs> telling us how we can pay people, yeah. which, by the way, if you're listening and in the U.S. government, dumbest thing ever because you don't create competition. <laughs> so stupid. Seriously, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Going back to what you're saying, yes, if you're paying someone fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars to do X job, and they go, it took them thirty eight hours to do it for the first year. They get year. punished for being better at their job than they were when they first Unless started. Unless you now that they have ten extra hours, they can do you. You now add on more money because they're bringing more value in the ten hours they've created free space in. Exactly, that's the answer. And this is where tradespeople. I'll speak directly to a lot because eighty probably eighty percent of our audience is tradespeople, not just landscapers. Yeah, we. I looked at our map yesterday. We have a lot, a decent amount of people in Australia, New Zealand, South America. Like it's pretty. We have a pretty diverse listener group now on down to business. So many of you are viewing people as their hourliness as making is getting better, but not wanting to pay them more hourly. Hmm. It, it's such broken math. If they're doing better, like you're talking about even hourly, because it's a little yeah. harder with hourly uh, than salary, because yeah. salary, you can bump the compensation pretty, you know, in a round number, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, where hourly, you got to be careful, because then if you give them a dollar raise, it's more like a dollar fifty with overtime. It's, mm-hmm. That's why oh, hourly is the worst. I'm telling you, it's so stupid. <laughs> oh, I get it. It's so stupid. It's so handcuffing. Yeah. Um, let me finish this thought, and I'll go to the next one. But you're looking at your hourly employee and you're not measuring their value because if they're getting done an hour early, then you're like, okay, well, go squeeze in this one more thing rather than going, oh, your capacity for your route is greater. So I'm going to add something onto it and raise you at the exact same time. That answers that first one. The second one with hourly is this is why it's a problem. And, and for, for people Hopefully, this is interesting. Hopefully, there's people listening right now that have the ability to pay people's salary, mm-hmm. and they're paying them hourly. Mm. So maybe they'll change it. So let me give you an example. 
if if you're David, let's say you are in a season where you would really love to earn overtime, mm-hmm. and you're making twenty bucks an hour, okay. Mm-hmm. And you're let's say an, a job offered you forty five hours a week straight pay, mm-hmm. and so that would give you another hundred dollars a week, mm-hmm. five hours, twenty dollars an hour. Or they said, or you can just get. Um, well, we can't do overtime, so we'll give you just. We have to cut you at forty. Mm-hmm. Would you? What if you had the ability to choose? Mm. So right now, because a company cannot pay thirty dollars an hour, it's not worth thirty dollars an hour for the extra five hours. Yep. So this is the problem in our country with this method. It should be used as a competitive advantage strategy. Mm-hmm. My company offers straight pay as many hours as you want. Right. My company offers overtime. My company only offers 40 hours. Mm-hmm. Pick your poison. Right. But unfortunately, the government tells you. Anyways, I didn't mean to get on my soapbox, but I, I do challenge people, business owners here. Yeah. I didn't really think we were going to go this way with capacity in this, but think about the way you're paying your people. Mm-hmm. I have totally transformed the way I'm paying people the last 12 months. Chris yeah. can echo this. I've thought a lot about it. Um, I was challenged yesterday by my business mentor again about it. Mm. Because it is it, what you're talking about is that's why I'm so passionate about this one specifically. It's it like you do get punished for being better, and do. that doesn't make sense. No, um, that's why I've always been a fan of anything that is is um, is profit sharing or commission based. Pay it. for performance. Yeah, like I I've my entire career. If I you know outside of being an entrepreneur and building my own things, when I was working for people, I wanted you know. I, I wanted to have the opportunity to to work extraordinarily hard and to do the most that I could with the time that I was given, but I wanted to be compensated accordingly. Mm-hmm. If I could do someone else's job in a quarter of the time, mm. I wanted to be able to be paid in accordance with that. Have you heard the Krispy Kreme story about this? I have not. It might not but be I national, but Kreme. I think it's local. My <laughs> business mentor, uh, Dan Griffin, who's my uh, a mentor of mine, great friend of mine as well. He's been on the show. He was telling me a story where Krispy Kreme uh, was having a hard time staffing their restaurant. It might have been a local restaurant. Mm. And the manager goes, we don't have a staffing problem. We have a pay problem. Mm. She said, if you give me a, a pool of what you want the payroll to be that week, yeah, I, do, I, can hire, I can get the work done with half the people if you let me pay them accordingly. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, so if it was ten thousand dollars, instead of having twenty people, five hundred bucks, yeah. right? She said, "Give me, tw- I can get twelve for eight hundred, whatever the math is, eight hundred fifty bucks a week per person." Right? They said no. Yeah, because they thought the calling out sick and whatever, and it would mess up the corporate model. But isn't that interesting that, yeah. that she said, "I can fix the problem." You're paying the same weekly amount. Mm-hmm. Does not matter. And they said no. I think that's just that's just. Well, so here's an interesting. interesting spin on this because money. Here's how I see my. I see money as energy. Okay. Okay. And here, here's yeah. how. It's, Let me. Give I'd you, say gas in the in the car. That's it what is. I say. But even emotional and spiritual energy. Okay. Explain this is that. where you have to be careful with it. But let me give you an example of how fast do you think you could run a mile? Uh, in my prime. Right now. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, better than 10. Probably eight and a half. Eight and a half. Okay. I'm a, I, yeah, I'm a good runner. So if I was to give you a dollar right now, would you go run a mile? A dollar? No, of course not. Okay. If I was to give you $100,000 right now, would you go run a mile? You'd be gone. I'm gone right now. Boy. Money's energy. Yeah. Think about this. It's motivation. It's motivation. 
But here's where it gets really intriguing in the realm of business. We're talking about burnout and capacity. The reason that so many people struggle with burnout is, is when you do have people that become more effective at their jobs, they become more efficient, they're doing, they're doing better. If you don't financially compensate them in accordance Losing and you energy. give them more energy for the energy that you are expecting with these additional tasks that you're giving them because now they're faster at their job, you will perpetually create this, this, this feeling of burnout amongst your employees, but you feel that as the business owner as well. Like how many of us have been yeah. in that place as a business owner where you're working, 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 and you are just pushing everything into it, but there's no financial payout at the end. Yeah. And you're just like, gosh, dang, I have been working my butt off, but there's no money to show for yeah. it. And if you flipped it and you did have the money, you'd feel completely different. You you probably would. It's a form of energy. You would. But I, here's the yeah. danger. Let me get into let the me, danger get real quick. The, dangers. the danger in this is that just because someone can do something more effectively and more efficiently, and you're able, say you've got an employee who's doing really well, you have to understand that just because you can financially incentivize someone does not mean they have the emotional, physical, mental, oh, or spiritual yeah. capacity to take that on and still be that proficient in what they do so, on a day-to-day -day so basis. So for example, like uh, let's use a boat as an example. Just mm -hmm. because the boat has an amazing motor on it doesn't mean the structure is ready for the speed. Yeah, that's good. And if you were, I mean, you know this, if you're, if you take any engine, it's a great mm -hmm. example, and you're constantly pushing that 50 to 60%, right? You're going to get some longevity out yeah. of that thing, Yeah. right? You, you cruise on the interstate, but if you are booking a buck 40 everywhere you go, <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, like that thing, yeah. it, it, it's your tires are going to run out, like you're you, so right. everything. Mm -hmm. And so you might have this rock star of a person, but if you're not intentional, and even for yourself, if you don't That's know yourself you well enough, enough to understand, okay, I do have physical limitations. I do have emotional limitations, spiritual limitations, like all of these things. And limitations aren't bad. They're just boundaries. And the reason that so many people end up in burnout is because they don't even know their boundaries and they don't enforce them. They haven't created mm. them and they don't know how to say no. You don't play by the boundaries either. You know, you could even create boundaries and then say, uh, those aren't really like I can. It's, step it's the over. difference is just because you can doesn't mean, you should. doesn't mean you should. That's good. That's so good. I, I, I haven't thought about boundaries that much. I mean, the one boundary I've made for myself is, you know, my phone at home. Mm -hmm. And but again, what, I haven't thought about it enough at all. Well, that's, I haven't made boundaries for myself. So let's talk about for the person. Intentionally, I thought about it, but. Let's talk about the first person or the person who is feeling some burnout right now. Okay. Or if you feel like you're uh, approaching that burnout and, and we can wrap this up. I know we've been going on this for a bit, but when it comes to you being in a position where maybe you're feeling like that burnout is encroaching or you're in it right now, the simplest thing that you can do is you can take an assessment of your boundaries, number one, but also of your personal habits. If you have a physically demanding job, like be honest. What are you putting into the engine? Are you shoveling down McDonald's every single day? Are you actually like slamming energy drinks? Because guess what? It can get you through. It's like NOS in the tank, right? It's mm -hmm. going to push you for a little bit. Mm -hmm but it is gonna rapidly decline once that burns out. So if you are in a physically demanding position, you need to be having healthy food, drinking lots of water, making sure you're being intentional with what you're actually putting in your body. The same thing if you are in an emotional role where you're dealing with people on a regular basis, you need to make sure you've got time to unplug. You've got time to refill those tanks. Most people are just going through life 90 miles an hour yeah. or 140, <laughs> and they're not actually stopping taking a step back and be like, whoa, okay. 
I'm a human with limitations and certain capacity. If I don't take care of myself, I can't be the best for my team. I can't be the best for my clients. I can't be the best for my wife and for my kids. So this is where healthy and self-care is a cliche buzzword right now. A lot of people have different opinions on it, but it's real. You have to be willing to care about yourself enough in a healthy way, not in a selfish way, to take care of this body, this mind, the emotions, the spirit you've been blessed with in order to position yourself to be the best steward of what God has given you in your business. Otherwise, you're going to be continuing to show up day in and day out feeling this exhaustion and you might push through, but there is going to be a crash coming. There is a crash coming. There's a crash coming. And some people are feeling that crash right now. If you're feeling that crash right now, well, the biggest thing I would say for you is this. You need to breathe. Like, have you ever done like actual breathing exercises? Look up on YouTube, go do some breathing exercises. Mm -hmm. Breathe, focus on some time for prayer or meditation, reflection, pull out a journal. Yeah. Write some stuff down. Just quiet space. Give yourself freedom. Walking is incredible. Do something lightly physical. And I mean, we could talk, Braden, we could pull Braden in for a time out, like take care of your body, but do something physical that releases that cortisol, that allows the happy chemicals. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you've got your endorphins, you've got your your dopamine, you've got your serotonin. If these things aren't flowing through your body, you're not emotionally regulating, mm-hmm. and so everything feels heavy, everything feels depressed, everything feels anxious. So get your body moving, but take time to work on yourself and just be, mm-hmm. breathe, live in the moment and know that you're okay. Mm. Four minutes, yep. That's really good, David. Um, The thing I was going to say to kind of wrap that up is um, one of the words that a group I'm in talks about is retreat. Mm. And um, they challenge us to retreat, and meaning not like a weekender necessarily, Mm -hmm. but for two hours a week Mm -hmm. on a Wednesday, Mm -hmm. Can you say, hey, I'm going to go and just unplug? Yeah. For me, I have a thousand foot driveway. Okay. So I have a seating area at the beginning of my property. The three or four times that I've gone down there for an hour or so, mm-hmm. some of the best thinking I've ever done. Um, just listening to God and just kind of decompressing, excuse me. And um, so that's what I challenge people to say. Adding on to what David said, he said it perfectly. Um, so many of you right now are trying to grind from today to tomorrow to yesterday to, you know, whatever. Take a second. Yeah. You know, it's not weakness. It's not wasted time. That's a big one. Like you have to feel take like care a, of yourself. If you don't, you are causing not only you yourself. You change. You do. And it's like, it's affecting other people too. For sure. That's and the hard part. And we'll get into that next episode, uh, how our actions as business owners can affect positive or negatively um, those around us. So again, guys, thank you again, David, for, for this this time. I will see you next time on the Down to Business Podcast. Please, again, make sure you go down, comment if you're on YouTube, uh, leave us a review on Apple, subscribe. We want to engage with you guys as much as possible. If there's any topics you want us to cover, we would love to do that. So please uh, direct message or email us um, any of your requests. Um, and we, we hope that this has been encouraging for you, uh, that you can take something you learned, you heard today and make it something you learn tomorrow. So hope you guys have a great day. Xander Kirby, David Waldy. See you next time on the Down to Business Podcast.